0: We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.
1: Hey, you're listening to the uh, Swap Moto podcast presented by Fly Racing. I'm Don Maeta, joined by Chase Curtis and our well lit, plushly carpeted Swap Moto live offices here in Lake Elsinore, California. And we have a surprise visitor today uh, our pal Connor Erickson, aka Buttery Films. We're all sitting six feet apart, and I suspect that uh, Buttery may be having the COVID because he's got a cough.
2: I got yeah. a little bit of a cough going. But it's, it's not over. confirmed Corona. could just be the kissing cough. I'm not sure.
1: The kissing cough.
2: But, yeah, let's keep six feet at all times.
1: So you're out, uh, you're out running errands, building a bike.
2: Running errands. Got a new 450. Um, just building a bike, trying to make it look as cool as possible. I'm all about looks. It's not about speed. So <laughs> just trying to get all these parts together and uh, do another cool bike build, drop something new. It's hard to make it new because everyone's, like, kind of done everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Try to piece this thing together and make it look as cool as possible.
1: So uh question I have for you is uh, uh, you took part in our 2020 450 motocross shootout. It was your first time riding all the different brands. And lo and behold, Connor picks the KTM 450 yeah, SXF so. first, yeah. loves the bike, is raving about it. And then buys a new Honda. Yeah, I, I was just, like, on. already
2: <laughs> comfortable on the Honda, and I already have parts for it. So if wow. I needed to swap bikes or I needed parts or whatever the case was, and I know those KTMs are a little bit more expensive. I just didn't want to relearn a new bike. I was like, I already kind of know what I'm doing on this thing. Yeah. So I'll just stick to the Honda. They look cool. They bark. <laughs> they're loud. Yeah. And uh, I might, maybe one day I will get a KTM. But.
1: Mm. They do sound good with... Uh, Aftermarket pipes on them, all. Yeah.
2: My FMF, there's no way that thing would ever pass sound. You yeah. could not race that. They'll probably tell me that I could, but, dude, my ears are ringing when I'm sleeping that thing so loud. Dude, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: when, like, you know whose bike always sounds gnarly is old Coors Lights. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Coors?
1: Yeah, his sounds so mean. And then, like, I rode a Honda earlier this year a bunch, and I was like, does my bike sound like Curry's bike?
2: <laughs> He's probably, like, pulling packing out of those, yeah, out of those cans, sure. just trying to make it a little louder. Uh-huh.
1: Maybe he's got the cans packed with weed. Yeah,
2: because everyone wants – he's like, yo, everyone can see me on the track, the loudest dude out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, buddy, how has uh, COVID-19 affected the life and times of buttery and medium?
2: Uh, corona, there's a lot of pros and cons. I'd say the only really cons it has is all the tracks are closed. Mm-hmm. So we haven't been riding, like, big bike tracks, stuff like that. And, like, girls, we were having, like, mad house parties and girls were coming over, and now all the girls are quarantined, right stuck inside. <laughs> And like, so they don't want to come over anymore. But other than that, there's no traffic on the road. We go, we ride every single day. With
1: with the lack of traffic and people outside, you could probably poach more cool stuff for for footage, right?
2: For sure. That's what I was thinking. I don't know if cops are more out and about now, like looking for people doing Mm -hmm. stuff like that or less. Yeah. Because like if there's real crime going on, we know they're going to be over arresting that dude. So we got a, you know, a 10 minute window to go poach something. Mm -hmm. But now since no one's outside, they might be looking for dudes like us. I haven't There's really that. pushed my limits yet, but...
1: Well, boy, you, you say no chicks have been around. I saw Medium was posting some girl with her butt out in his T-shirt the other day.
2: Yeah, he had to send the shirt to her, and then her and oh, her friends she, just no went and way. took the photos. Yeah, really?
1: She did the photos.
2: She did it all by herself.
1: Okay, well, that's a girl with her priority straight, because right? those angles were just as you uh or Eli would have done them yourself. Right? Now
2: they're nice. Yeah, she got front, rear, side. The whole deal is awesome.
1: <laughs> the low perspective up. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think about the uh, lack of racing and the announcement that racing is going to resume in what September after the nationals?
2: Dude, I don't know. What to, right now it's horrible cuz I got I don't know what to do with my Saturday nights anymore you know i look forward to having supercross parties mm-hmm. i was actually going to go to a bunch of the rounds this year and just hang out cuz i haven't been to those stadiums and uh yeah without the racing life's pretty boring it's pretty mm. pretty lame and it's hurting the industry for sure i we know it'll we'll bounce back but it just it sucks You're like yeah. everyone trained so hard put in all the prep and it was just mid season some dudes are like just getting in the groove of starting to get going
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, a lot of the races are probably going nuts cuz I mean, they can't even ride as much as they want to because a lot of the teams have put a two-day-a-week restriction on on. I didn't and even know the that. Bikes, yeah. all
3: right, like the well, the Rockstar, the Husky, and the KTM guys—they're not even riding at all. Oh, they're not. They're, they're not riding. Like beginning of last week or end of two weeks ago, mm-hmm. they talked with like everyone, and they're like, "Yeah, no, I don't think there's a point of us riding." So no they're way. not riding. Oh, period. so there's some
1: there's some parties going down in Florida. Yeah,
2: some of those yeah. dudes, yeah yeah homebred might be stoked he's just kicking back with his feet up <laughs> <laughs> he's already put in the work yeah some dudes might be you know on the couch chilling soaking it all in but i'd say for the most part everyone wants to be out there racing that's yeah. what they're prepared for
1: so you've been killing it on the uh, pit bike i see
2: i'm trying that thing's so fun the biggest thing is like you just you can ride straight out of your house you can go ride anywhere you don't have to bring mm-hmm. gear mm-hmm. you have to bring any tools you literally just show up to the spot hit some BMX jumps, get some backlash on some DMs about it. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, there's so much fun.
3: Have you ran into the the BMX jump builder? The trail bosses? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: A couple trail bosses will, like, come at me hard on social media. Uh I don't know if they're really doing it because they're that pissed or they're doing it for clout. Yeah. Either way. (laughs) i always bring a shovel too they're always like their favorite thing i never seen you with a shovel in your hand like just because i don't post about shoveling but yeah yeah, we have a shovel we respect your jumps i'm not trying to be the dickhead and like blow out spots Mm -hmm. because i know there's probably some bikers listening right now like oh that dick but yeah dude i'll build jumps all day long yeah yeah it's so much fun but the 110 craze is hot right now
1: so as a bmx dirt jump and a 110 jump they both have the same type of angle on the
2: face Mm, no the bmx ones are way steeper yeah so just like a 110 jump would be the same thing to scale that you'd see at a motocross track Uh kind of more laid down longer because i see you hitting
1: these really steep things yeah
2: the the steeper the better in my opinion and they're more scary like a steep jump with a 12 foot gap is way scarier than a 35 foot jump with like a mellow takeoff yeah Yeah. so like the steeper the better and (laughs) it's just i've got bone stock the only thing i have is bars and like you can feel it just goes through the stroke it just bottoms out of <laughs> the face of that thing and that's when you know it's a good jump <laughs> yeah
1: so dude film me and I, I saw something of lord tito wiped out lord oh. tito yeah. yeah
2: so we all live together it's me medium and lord tito oh so you got, you got
1: randy Leeds yeah, living
2: there huh? yeah it's been all time so we have this little hot loop we do every single day before, after we get home from the tracks or sunset and we ride around the town and we're up by this mercedes-benz dealership and we're like oh all three of us should wheelie so we pass the camera off i do my little scrape medium drags a hand then tito's on gonna do a long on the seat wheelie Mm -hmm. and i'm like what in my head i'm like what if he loops but i've seen him do it a hundred times like oh no this guy's way too good (laughs) next thing you know that front end starts getting high and he comes straight off the back and the bike smacks the ground but it pops up right away. And I thought the thing was going to ghost ride into a brand new Mercedes. Oh my. I was like, no way. We're about to buy a Mercedes for one little Instagram wheelie. Yeah. But, yeah, he hit the deck hard. But he got out pretty clean for, like, what it could have been. Yeah. It was pretty funny, though. Yeah.
1: So do, 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 is, it a, is it a commonly known uh, fact out there that Lord Tito is is one and the same with Cahuilla Joe?
2: Some people can correlate and put that together. Uh, that, that Cahia Joe jump was massive. It was. It was so big. If he didn't shift, he would have had it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he's redeemed himself since then. He's hit a couple big jumps. He had one the other day that was kind of this pretty big step down jump out in Temecula and Mm -hmm. handed up Wadden again. I actually tacoed his bike. He didn't ride for like a month because of it. But Mm. the thing about Tito's like, he only rides a few times a year. Like he's Mm. his bike. He got it. It's been a year and a month and it has 23 hours on it. And the dude will send any jump. Like, he's full send mode. So he's always a good guy to have around if you want to get ballsy and do something.
1: Did you guys ever uh, film or do motos at his backyard track at his parents' house?
2: I rode there one time. (laughs) Right when the track got built, he was actually in class, and my homie was the one who built the track. And I was doing motos, sending him Snapchats while he was in class about it. (laughs) But like I said, there was this whip section. It's kind of facing his neighbor's house. And he'd come skim through these whoops, and the pipe. my pipes are so loud with the dual. Mm-hmm. His neighbor came out. He's like, oh, you can't be doing that. And then he rolled out on his Husky. And he's like, yeah, you should ride more like that guy. But it's just like <laughs> the, stock. the stock Husky was that quiet yeah. compared to mine. Yeah. And, like, the track was super fun, but I wasn't trying to, like, piss off neighbors. So mm-hmm. I got to ride it one one and done. <laughs>
1: uh. So, hey, did you give away the uh, 110 yet?
2: Not yet. April 13th. So it's like a- it.
1: anyone that buys merch on shopbuttery.com is entered to win the 110
2: yep every 20 spent give you another entry so the more you spend the more chances mm-hmm. but it is fully at random i'm just gonna go and through it's, and, and
1: it's uh it's a 110 with the graphics on it right
2: yep air modico slap some buttery graphics on that thing mm-hmm. thing's brand new we did a couple wheelies in the warehouse but is so the that, back
1: fender scraped up?
2: No. I've not touched fender <laughs> on that. People are on Instagram like, "Yo, you're messing that thing up because I have identical kit to my bike." Yeah. Uh, but the thing's in the warehouse, brand new, got the hairs on the tires, brake oil and everything. Mm, and uh, It must
1: be hard to walk by that thing when you're out here. I forward. know.
2: Especially cuz my local dealer, I bought 4 of those 110s this year and now they're wiped out of Hondas. Yeah. Really? So like I wanted to get another one for my crew and uh, they don't even have Hondas anymore.
1: Mm. Yeah. So in the 110 world, is the Honda the best one? It's yeah, VEFI, for right? sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: the fuel injection—it's not any faster. Like people are thinking it's faster. I'm sure you could flash ECUs, and I'm sure you could get it on a computer and really tweak with those things now. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is there's just no bog, and the most people run them stock. I run mine stock. The suspension's a little bit better mm-hmm. on the Honda as well compared mm-hmm. to that Cowie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did you ever get into pit bikes chase?
3: Yeah, but I had a what did I have. I think I had like a TTR,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then I i like wadded that thing up and the 125 no no i had a 110 yeah yeah i wanted a 125 but uh and then i had a cowie after i wadded that up but i was too scared of like dabbing my knee or doing something funky yeah they
1: you can get hurt on those yeah. things for sure see when i when i succumbed to the pit bike craze it was uh it was before 110s were out so everyone was riding xr right? 50s on the 50s <clears throat> so my buddy had a track in his backyard and uh like Rancho Cucamonga or something and all my friends were gone and they're like finally invited me to go so I went with like our stock test bike that we had and like the dudes that I was waxing on the regular tracks were like <laughs> killing me there because they all had pipes and suspension yeah and it was so fun I'm like oh this is amazing so I ordered I ordered a front end for it and I don't know why but I, you know those do you remember the iCat thing Yes, it went yeah. between the spark plug cap in the in the heli and the coil uh-huh. for some reason that on an xr50 made the thing way faster really <laughs> so i put that on and then i got a pipe and i was beating all my buddies and dude i started like getting more and more into it and more out of control <laughs> <laughs> and like i wanted to wear my knee braces because i'm scared of hurting my knees mm-hmm. but i didn't but i fell one time and was one of those things where i fell and like you know you run like 50 yards in two steps try not to fall down yeah for yeah. sure dude i went face first in the dude's side of the guy's house really <laughs> and i'm all this is dumb <laughs> straight into
2: the stucco <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the last time i ever rode. it that only one.
2: takes like one big crash and then you're like damn i'm over this thing yeah, oh, yeah park you know, it in the exactly. garage
1: and you're like how do i get hurt on a play bike right yeah, yeah. you're
2: all on the couch for two weeks just yeah, tipping i mean over. that was
1: that was around the era where they are having, like, the Mini Moto in Vegas and stuff. And it it was, was huge back
2: then. Super yeah. You could make a ton of money. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could make then... more money doing that than if you were, like, a privateer trying to race Supercross. There's way more money in that. Didn't yeah.
3: J-Law race a 110 for a while?
2: I don't know. Yeah, Lawrence Maybe. did. I yeah, think I he, like, came it. in for the night show, like, in the back of a cop car. Like, they had no him in way. cuffs and stuff. And he came out. And then yeah. he put... He sharpied, like, X's on his ankles. So, like, X marks a spot for taking him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like (laughs) it. Yeah. So,
1: uh, um, did I see Medium got some Chinese dirt bikes?
3: Yeah,
2: the SSR. You ever seen one of those or heard about them?
3: I talked to him about it the other, like on one of the podcasts not so long ago, asking if the
2: coronavirus would, like,
1: come with the bike. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah,
2: yeah, and he didn't, he didn't know what it was. Yeah, SSR. It's like some little China bike if you were a beginning learning.
1: Yeah, and so they hit him up. and
2: They hit him up. Some no dude, way. I think he works for an agency or something. He was just local over. He's like, yo, I can get you one of these for free. So he drove over there. He picked it up. We already kind of knew what to expect. Like I knew the thing was going to be crappy, but, mm-hmm. you know, don't dog it until you try it. He rode that thing around for, no joke, 10 minutes on flats. Went to hit like the first jump. Thing throws a chain. <laughs> when it throws the chain, the chain strips the bolts for the sprocket. What? And bends like the little like axle nut, the chain tensioner that they have on there. The thing is so poorly built. <laughs> so then he so they call him up like, "Yo, we should do a photo shoot for this thing." He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll try to get it together." And they come out to do this big photo shoot. And, like, he's trying, he's being as positive he can about it. And, like, the lady comes to me. I'm like, yo, this thing sucks. Yeah. And we go out there for this big photo shoot in the middle of nowhere. She's riding his 110 to follow him out there. And we get to the spot, and the thing just continually breaks. So he just kind of, like, poses up on the rock, acting like he was riding it, and the thing was actually not working. And then we just put it straight back in the garage. Dude.
1: Yeah. Got, what was your caption? SSR woes or something?
2: Yeah, dude, the thing huffs. It's horrible. Yeah.
1: That, we, that was, like, really uh, popular in the first 50 craze. Yeah. Like, you know, the, my homie Jeff Chrisman at SDG Seats? They had the SDG Mini, remember? That's right. And that I think that thing almost put them all out of business.
2: For sure. Those <laughs> were so good back then. The SDGs? Right? good? That's what
1: I thought. I don't know. They, we call them the Shanghai Dirt Grenade. <laughs> Shanghai. You know, because
2: they all broke, and you couldn't get parts from them. When they will go, they go fast, yeah. but they yeah. only go for five minutes.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, we got it. Anton and I raced some SSRs at the Fly Camp last year. And they, oh. the, they brought out like a whole semi full of these SSRs. Mm-hmm. And there's probably like 10 of us racing or something. But they brought 20. And so there's all of these bikes just sitting because they knew they were going to break. And so like <laughs> <people> <laughs> we're swapping them out in between heats and stuff. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> no they, way. Well, hey, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. But we'll be back for more with buttery.
2: What's up, this is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha Team and I trust the Arai Helmet.
1: I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan and that the people who work at Arai are obsessed with building really the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me and this is why I choose Arai Helmets.
2: Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my Intense Primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, uh, longer, and faster, they they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at
0: IntenseCycles.com, check it out guys.
3: What's up, this is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling, and whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy's Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order.
1: Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop.
0: Hey, what's up guys, Malcolm Stewart. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Moto Concept Honda. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Vescondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more.
1: Welcome back to the Fly Racing Motor podcast. Don Maeda and Chase Curtis here, joined by Connor Erickson, a.k.a. Buttery Films. So, buddy, how is merch sales uh, holding up in this COVID-19 they've pandemic? Actually been,
2: they've actually been great. I don't know if it's because you can no longer go to the mall and retail's shut down so they have no choice but hey, to buy we, huh? e-commerce
1: because hey, everyone's on let me say right now so i'm like the old man who's falling victim all the instagram ads right i've been swiping up and buying stuff so i bought one of your sweatshirts it's my favorite sweatshirt dude it fits it's soft it fits well it's not all big and i washed it and it stayed the same it didn't get you know, sometimes you wash a hoodie and it gets thicker. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I sure. hate that, dude. It's, a, it's thicker and stiff. So,
2: well, dude, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. We use, we work with like independent trading co and a couple of people. We have pretty good blanks, like mm-hmm. solid blanks, and that's what I wanted to do. I'd rather pay more and have a good quality blank and build a legit brand than mm-hmm. go with something that's going to be cheaper to make my margins better. Like that's not what I want to do. So, yeah, yeah, that's good feedback. I'm so glad when to hear I that when
1: thing. I was at a, when I was at SDG getting a seat cover put on the other day steve's wife was in the office and i was filming steve put a seat cover on and she came out when i was done filming she goes what's buttery supply company i love yeah. that sweatshirt and i started laughing because i thought she knew and she was just jacking with me but she legitimately liked the design really on the back of it yeah that's awesome so i'm sure i'm sure she's ordered one from you since because she <sighs> was all about it
2: yeah, you're making sales You're buying oh. for me and being a good salesman. Yeah. Dude, I'm just <laughs> pro- It's I might have to give you some promo cuts. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad. I put a lot of time into it. I work with multiple different designers. I have about four different designers, and I'll take like two from each when I do a drop. That way, everything's a little bit different because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You could think something's super cool and it doesn't sell that well. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not that cool, and then it sells hot because each customer is a little different. So yeah, good variety. Like to what are,
1: What have you found is the most popular like i'm sure your regular logo is a staple that you always have
2: yeah that one always goes well
1: but what uh what one design have you had that just blew up
2: dude i got this one random one it's like a polaroid and a skeleton hands holding it Mm -hmm. and it was like it was my back burner i was like it was my plan b i was like all right i'll throw this one in just as the last drop whatever three months ago it is the hottest selling every single time And I keep upping the quantity, upping the quantity every month and bringing it back. And normally I don't bring stuff back too often. It's kind of a one and done. Mm -hmm. So I keep bringing this back. It's called the snapshot. I call it the snapshot. I don't know if it's the the color of the hoodie or the way the design worked, Mm -hmm. but every single time this thing just blows out. So I don't even have one. I lost mine. (laughs) So if you guys have one... I might not, I might need to borrow that. Well, thing. What,
1: what's the one called that I bought? It has like the the, it's the mesa. You the got mesa. the mesa that with the cactus good. and everything. Yeah, uh, I like, I that, like one. that one. Full that
2: Arizona vibe. Yeah.
1: So, is there is there like a, a friendly competition vibe between all the merch people like you and Twitch? And, I don't know. And Celia like
2: there might be. Huh? Like, no one talks about that. Like, no one ever says anything that I know of. I'm yeah. sure there's some behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Everyone's, like, kind of battling, trying to be the top guy in the merch sales. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it's pretty friendly. Everyone kind of has their own vibe and their own brand the way they do it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's pretty equal across the playing field. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everyone else seems to be doing it, too, and it's, it's working for everyone, so that's cool.
1: Do you have something that's not traditionally – uh, clothing merch that you sell that's done well like like how you know, sealy does lanyards or something
2: and. i used to do tie down straps and those always did well and i haven't brought that's those sick. back for some reason i did tie downs those, those are expensive did. to make huh yeah a little more expensive just try to get the price right the margin's so small and then shipping logistics is the biggest thing like trying to get that shipping price down yeah because they're heavy yeah it all goes by weight but mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to create some new products here i'm trying to really have a you know, a wide variety of products, multiple pages and backpacks. You know, everything, you name it, we're going to try to do it all.
1: Did you see Twitch has a coronavirus face mask dropping yeah. on Wednesday? <laughs> yeah,
2: I saw that. Those are hot right now. Yeah, I texted
1: him. I was like, dude, how did you get those made? Because, you know, you can't buy face masks now, right? Yeah. And he writes back, it's called being a fucking entrepreneur, Donald. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, the master probably, I'm sure he's going to sell a lot of those units. Those are the, that's the hot commodity right now. I mean, they're trying to make it mandatory that you have to wear them just to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even mandatory, but everyone's already wearing them. So I go in the grocery store like today. I just went into Stater Bros. right before I came here. Mm -hmm. I'm the only dude in there with that one on. Yeah. Everyone's looking at me funny. Yeah. Like I'm the bad guy here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I don't got Corona, but. Yeah. Thanks for covering your mouth so I don't get it. I <laughs> I think, I mean, you know Mumford what I got thinking?
3: kicked out of a restaurant this morning for not on. Yeah. No yeah. way.
2: Yeah. I was thinking,
1: I bet, I bet there's opportunity, or I bet crime might go up,
2: right? Because it's like <laughs> you're wearing a face mask, right? You can only see the eyes. So yeah. Oh yeah, it was that dude with the mask on? That could have been anyone. Yeah.
1: Well, I I can't go, Rob. Nothing because He had tight eyes. <laughs> he was Asian for sure. <laughs> Like I was just picking up, me and Chase got lunch over there, and I'm like, I came back and I go, yeah, dude, the chick at the Hawaiian place, I think she might be hot behind that face mask, but I Oh, because she had her mask on, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: She just got like a Lake Elsinore grill, like one tooth going that way, the other one's going the other way. (laughs) You never know.
1: (laughs) So, uh, where are you going to ride, dude? Like, you're going to head out to, well, the hills are going to be sweet now, Yeah, the right? hills
2: will be good, yeah. So I'd like, like to go to Beaumont and build some new stuff in Beaumont. Everyone mm-hmm. goes to Retchy. Retchy's mm-hmm. all-time best place in the world to ride.
1: Dude, speaking of Retchy, I, I just, like two weeks ago, was introduced to a mountain bike place called Holder Crooks, Never which heard is, of it. dude, it's right next to Retchy, right? And I've been probably six times and three times now, I've seen, like, dirt bike guys, and two of the times, it's like I'm climbing the hill. And here come like a six pack of riders coming down the hill. I'm like, oh, these these punks riding their dirt bikes on mountain bike trails. And both times it's Sean Lopanovich.
2: <laughs> really? Because
1: <laughs> he lives in near Holder Crooks, I guess, and that's how he accesses Richie. He rides through the mountain bike park. Oh, really?
2: He's yeah. like training kids out there to yeah, hit yeah, the yeah. drops Probably. and stuff. Slowly <laughs> training
1: kids. But then the other time I saw a bunch of guys. Dude, it was the craziest thing. There is four dudes and two of them were on Hon- Honda Honda Gr- Honda's the Grom, right? Yeah, yeah, Grom, yeah, Honda Groms with knobby tires. Really? Oh, and they're out riding in the hills. And like, that's pretty sick,
2: though. Yeah. And but street I was, legal. I was just
1: kind of pissed because they rode up a mountain bike
2: downhill. Yeah, I'm so like, they're, like, oh. tearing the thing up. See, now you're that, yeah, that now trail, trail you're, builder guy. That's you're the yeah, trail I'm boss that's going to be pissed yeah. at me. <laughs> now I'm all salty. I'll go on a 110, though, like, if I find a good run... Like, turn my 110 off, and I'll coast it mountain bike style. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got some with wooden drops and stuff that I haven't posted on Instagram because I'm just, like, yeah, not trying to cause too much anarchy. But, yeah, we got wood drops, and we hit the whole berms, but the bike will be off the whole time, just uh-huh. like if you're on a mountain bike.
1: Yeah. Dude, uh, I remember the first time I went to Greer to go, I was there to shoot a photo of Nick Way on his mountain bike. Uh-huh. And Nick was like, here, just ride my 110. So I rode my 110 at Greer up the ascension and i remember it was like so weird i couldn't keep up with him and he was on his mountain bike yeah because he was so fast on it but yeah i felt like i was gonna get jumped and and beat with shovels and bike pumps at any minute
2: (laughs) yeah i've had a few of those we went up to this one it's called dart and it's in Washington, and there were, like, those unbelievably well-sculpted jumps through the trees, like stuff you'd see on Google, like the best ever. Mm-hmm. And we went there. No one was there. Oh, was that on your road trip to Washington? Yeah, Washington. we oh, yeah. hit the jumps. We fixed the faces and everything. We left it perfect the way we found it. But on our way home, we were getting, like, death threats in the DMs. Like, what? I can't believe you rode Dart. Wait till I see you again on this trip next year. You need to do a public apology Like, the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. Like, dudes losing it off these jumps. So, I always, like, when I go to a new zone, I kind of look around, bring some shovels, (laughs) tell my buddies to get ready, puff their chests a little bit, maybe bring a BMX bike for backup, even though I couldn't go off a curb on a BMX bike for some reason. (laughs) I suck on those things.
1: Oh, man. So, uh, one of the big changes for you uh, for 2020 was you signed with... uh, my Jewish uncle, Frank <laughs> Kishar, over at O'Neill Racing. Yep. How has the uh, relationship with O'Neill been going for you? It's awesome.
2: Everyone over there, I went in there and met every single, like, one of the employees. And mm-hmm. everyone who works there <laughs> is so nice. And it's like a real family vibe. They take care of me so well. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to ask for anything. They're always hitting me up, making sure everything's okay. Always checking in on me. The gear's comfortable. It lasts forever. I can't put a hole in it. Everything's <laughs> perfect over there. Those guys treated me like family yeah it's great
1: how often do you get hit up for jerseys and stuff as uh, much as every, once
2: in, I would, every once in a while i get a few of those dms but if i were to reply to everyone i'd have no jerseys left mm-hmm. so i kind of just pick and choose or depending on what the scenario or what the case is uh i'd like before i, I one of my buddies his kid had has cancer so i'd always every year i just Sign some jerseys and get a couple other pros like Josh Hill and some of my other buddies Deegan. We'd all bring our jerseys together and do an auction to raise money for this mm-hmm. for this kid named Riker. So I'll probably do one of those again soon as well. Nice. And then that way they're getting the jersey and they're supporting a good cause. Yeah. Sick.
1: Look at Buddy the buttery the humanitarian. Huh? No, dude. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> so uh, you know when you came on the SML show a few months ago, Anton and I were talking. I'm all, dude. He's like so grown up now it's funny you know because like when i first became aware of all your antics and stuff it was like all <laughs> wild and everything but then on the show you said you yeah, know i've kind of realized that i am a role model to an extent and so i've set a good example
2: yeah it's uh like
1: when does the role model thing click in your head when you're up to doing something
2: Especially when you like parents and kids come up at the tracker at Supercross, then it's really an eye opener. You realize, like, wow, these kids really are watching this stuff. And parents are always thanking me for keeping my YouTube clean because I don't do any cussing or mm-hmm. anything like that. Because YouTube's forever. Instagram story. you can kind of get away, get a little gnarlier because yeah. that thing disappears in 24 hours and <laughs> they're on to something new. Because I post some pretty, you know, some head scratcher stuff on social media sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah, once you create that image, you know it kind of it lasts forever. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff I regret. I'm sure I'm gonna make some more dumb decisions coming up here soon too. Mm. But for the most part, just try to set a good example.
1: So, speaking of bad decisions in the past, can I ask you about a story I heard?
2: Yeah, let's hear it.
1: I heard fireball in a bathtub at a hotel got left on or something.
2: Yeah, so I think that was that was my first time ever going to Vegas. And, uh, yeah, so we got wasted, went up to the, uh, the hotel. I think I was drunk. I just wanted to take a bath. Next thing you know, I wake up on the floor. The bathtub's overflowing, and the whole entire hotel room is about three to four inches of in water. Oh,
3: my God.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, no way. And I get up. I'm like, what happened last night? Someone knocks on the door. It's security. They ask me if everything's okay. I tell them it's all good. Then they come back. and They're like, yo, water's dripping through the floor on the people's face below you. Oh. So then they come in the room and see it all. Oh, no. And I was like, dude, I just flooded these hotels. And he said it went to the room to the left and right and the three below.
0: Three. Oh, my God. So I
2: have this. these six rooms are completely flooded right now. And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, dude, I'm I'm going to owe, you know, Hard Rock Hotel money for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> they never hit me up on it. They had my card and everything. Never hit me up on it. Never heard about it again really? and it just went away. I don't know if it's under a hotel insurance policy that they have to wow. take care of it or wasn't the case. But the funny thing about it is everyone was blaming it on me the whole time. Like, I'm the one that flooded the room. I left the bathtub. I'm like, dude, I swear those things drain like they're not supposed to yeah. flood. Yeah. Four years has gone by at this time. I just found this out not too long ago, like a year ago. Medium said that it was draining and the noise was so loud that he couldn't sleep, so he shoved a hand towel in the hole so oh the my thing couldn't God. drain. And he's like, yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I was too scared that I was going to get in trouble, so I was just <laughs> letting you take the hit for it. I'm like, you were really going to do me that dirty? And he's like, dude, I was too scared. I wasn't going to say anything. And that's that was the case. That's what happened.
1: So as opposed to turning it off. Yeah. He shoved,
2: <laughs> shoved the hand towel in there.
3: Dude.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's crazy that they didn't bill you. Cause like nothing, like I, I, I got in a fight in a room one time and I broke the picture glass on the uh-huh. wall. I had to pay six hundred bucks for that dumb piece of glass. Really? Yeah,
2: that's yeah. wild. Yeah, I thought I was gonna owe him thousands and thousands. I was like trying to tally the number in my head. I'm like, dude, this is gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna be paying <laughs> this my whole <laughs> entire going, you're life. You're to move to South Africa. Yeah. South America. <laughs> I better just flee and get out of here, man. <laughs> Yeah, it, it sounds cool and all, like rock star vibes. Yeah, we thrashed the hotel, but there's nothing cool about it.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, well, so you woke up in water.
2: In water. Yeah, so on the were you tile. in the bath? So it, I was on the tile.
3: So you came over.
2: I guess so. At some <laughs> point, I transferred. I don't know if it got too hot or what the case was. Maybe I was overheating, and I just wanted to get back into the tile. Good thing I did. I could probably could have drowned <laughs> yeah, in the water. you got drunk. lucky. Oh, no. But, yeah, that was my rookie year. That's what I always claim it. Like Just like when rookies come out swinging, get all ballsy for yeah. Supercross and just go guns a-blazing. I did that same thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to show everyone at the monster party. I know how to party. I can do all this. I'm going to go flood this hotel room. But, uh, yeah, I, that's funny you heard about that one. Not a lot of people know about that.
1: Yeah. It's like an urban legend, I guess. Yeah. Yep.
2: I've had. That. There's better. I have even better Vegas stories than that that you couldn't even believe, that have been pretty funny. All
1: right, we got time for one. Yeah.
2: One. I'd say. I don't even know what happened on this one, but uh, I was at I was at one of the monster after parties. Everything was going cool in my eyes. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Next thing you know, these two dudes are squaring up on me, and I'm like, "What's going on right now?" Turns out it's Britney Spears' dad. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) And he's straight up squaring up on me, and this dude would have won by far. And this was when Hill was, uh, like, TM at Monster and, like, Uh, doing hotel and hospitality and tickets. Yeah. And I went with Hill that year, and he's like, yo, dude, this is pretty bad. Like, these dudes are pissed. You got to get out of here. And I straight up got launched out of the Monster after party by Hill because Britney Spears' dad wanted to fight me. (laughs) <laughs> why <laughs> why did you? want? To I don't know, I think you know I don't know i I was probably did something dumb. i do a lot of dumb stuff when I'm drunk because oh. I think we're all buddies, and everyone's on my level too, like oh, this is gonna be fun, yeah, or funny, and then it turns out the dude's sober. I don't know what the case was, but yeah, I pissed some dudes off, and uh it didn't didn't go too well,
1: dude, that's wow. awesome that's yeah, funny um <clears throat> so my best friend Kyle perner, he's got a buddy named Kevin Casper. Maybe I shouldn't have said his name, but... Yeah, I'm going to bleep it. Yeah,
2: I'm
1: going to bleep, bleep it Bleep it in right. post. Anyway, so he's got this buddy who's who was in, like, uh, he was in some rehab of some sort, and he met... No, was it wasn't.
3: Britney
2: Spears? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, his, his, his therapist, right? Yeah. Set him up on a blind date with Britney Spears. No
2: <laughs> way. Because
1: he thought that they would get along and need each other or whatever. His date lasted like forty-five seconds. I guess that's it. They met, and yeah, you know, he knew it was gonna be Britney Spears, and she showed up and was like looking around, and she's just like, "Yeah, and I'm not into you." Just, like,
2: <laughs> just bailed so out of there. You always
1: crack up. Like, oh, that's dude. so
2: funny. At least he got a shot at <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin had a date with Britney Spears. That's awesome. Yeah, she was an icon.
1: Yeah. I remember. Remember Casey Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I was at Casey Johnson's house, and. Canyon? No. Well, I guess it was Lake Elsinore. Doing an interview or something, we were watching MTV, and we both saw Britney Spears for the first time at the same time. The, the music video came on, and we were like, Who, "Those are the best." Yeah, because
2: she was like a good performer, had a good voice, but she could like dance, perform, and do the. whole You got the full package with yeah. Britney Spears.
1: Yeah, it was the it was the plaid <laughs> plaid skirt and all that. You know, the that was the
2: best. Yeah, I had a little crush on her when I was a younger kid, for sure. <laughs> Didn't know her dad was going to fight me later for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Hey, so uh, we were talking about medium a little bit. He's like the scholar in your pack, huh?
2: Yeah, he's the only one that's actually going to college. He goes to Cal State University of San Marcos down mm-hmm. there, which was a surprise to me because I swear he barely made it through high school. Mm-hmm. Like he was cheating getting through high school, and he's like voluntarily going through this thing. Yeah. I don't know how he pulls it off because he's riding with me every day i don't know when the work gets done but somehow he's making it happen
1: yeah i saw a video didn't he like take some buddies into a class with
2: them yeah so he took some two of our uh, other buddies he took them straight into class because the classes are so big and they don't really take role you could never even know what's going on in there yeah so yeah he brings them around campus i'm sure they just go there to try to hit on chicks or something yeah but so uh, what, what is he uh what is he studying He's trying to get some sort of. He doesn't know. He's going for business. Uh-huh. He doesn't know where that's going to lead him or what's next. I believe he has two more years to go. Yeah. But yeah, he's going for business. So hopefully, you know, if, if merch starts booming, he can step in and give some insight, and he could be selling merch and be, you know, part of the employee. He'd be double dipping on the deal, making yeah. some money.
1: <laughs> so he is his merch his own, or is it a buttery uh, product with Medium's logo?
2: Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's his own deal though. And I let him, but I help him support it, but it's Mm -hmm. his own deal. But yes, it's all through shop butter. That way we're under one whole deal. Mm -hmm. It'd be ideal. I'd like to be a brand that's kind of, I wouldn't say detached from moto, but I could make it anything. And have enough where I could pay dude's salary, where I could have like surfers, skaters, snow, mm-hmm. and build a brand that big, and have like actual team dudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be buttery merch on the tag, but they could do their own deal and have the. It'd be pretty sick to like sponsor dudes like that, legitly. But yeah, Medium's deals under mine, and he does mm-hmm. pretty well with his stuff too. How many
1: different designs is he out? I think is he two? has three out
2: right now. Three. Yeah, he has three going right now. Yeah,
1: so where did you come up with the name Buttery, the Supply Company? Like I'm, I'm pumped on that that sounds yeah. good right it's you didn't default to industries right like everyone else has. i kind of
2: just i'm under an incorporation like i'm shop buttery mm-hmm. but uh yeah it was just like buttery supply co i would always just kind of throw some some names around little slogans and stuff and i mm-hmm. thought that one fit pretty well and so I, I try to i switch it up every time but oh i guess this one has supply co too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that one just stuck for some reason yeah. for me that yeah, that's,
1: that's why I chose the one I d- I chose. You like that? Mm-hmm. So that's I think sweet. you need to make a design of some sort that incorporates a face mask in the design. You I think? was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. a
2: couple of Corona designs, like I survived Corona. Yeah, yeah some face go. masks and some stuff. Yeah, that would be pretty funny because I think most of my customers are, I'd say, more centrally where it's not affecting them as much. Mm-hmm. So they're probably still outside, you know, wearing the merch and riding dirt bikes and having fun, mm-hmm. but. Obviously, West Coast and East Coast, where we have just more people, but we're mm-hmm. flooded with it
1: Where's the furthest uh you've sent a product
2: I couldn't even t- i we've sent I've definitely hit all fifty states mm-hmm. and i I didn't fully graduate high school, so don't I don't know how many countries there are, but we've hit almost all the countries like there's stuff I've sent so far, I can't even believe it. Yeah. Australia and Canada are massive. Mm-hmm. For me, I think because they have a pretty strong moto community in both those. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I send some and I was like, just Google the address, and like, I don't even know how they'd have internet out there, nonetheless, <laughs> electricity or running water. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have a hoodie coming to their house. And what mail service would drive that <laughs> to the middle of this forest? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we've pretty much we've covered everywhere. That's it's cool. pretty how, wild.
1: How's your penetration of Japan?
2: I'd say Japan. I've only seen a few of those. I don't really yeah. think it's that big over there.
1: Yeah. Dude, I'm in uh, last October. I'm in Tokyo visiting my daughter, Megan, because she went to, she studied abroad in Japan for one semester. So I meet her and we go and we're in this uh, town. What was it called? Shibuya. And I'm, you know, Instagram storing and then. <laughs> This guy, this Australian guy, comes and finds me in a sushi restaurant. It's like so Really? I'm all hey. And he's wearing a dirt bike kids shirt.
2: Like, no way. What? What are the chances of that? But yeah, so
1: he's an Australian guy that teaches English in Japan and he's a Moto fan and he's like, Do you know Buttery? I'm like, Yeah, I know really? Buttery. So <laughs> I'm I'm sure he has That's pretty some of your funny. Shirts. Yeah, so he's probably That's listening rad. to Keith Terrier. That's crazy, yeah. Uh,
2: power of social media, dude, just finds you, pops isn't it crazy? his head in real yeah. quick. But it's crazy that social media
1: is now, like, also a sales tool, right?
2: It's massive. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: do you, do you do more business off a of swipe up on Instagram than, I'm sure, direct shopbuttery.com traffic, right?
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, everything comes direct correlation to social media. It's wild. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, all those big YouTubers do that. Like, they'll have their whole YouTubes demonetized. <laughs> they don't make any money mm-hmm. off that. And their merch is so massive, it just drives everything. Yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy.
1: Dude, and then some people on YouTube have merch, and it's like, why would you buy mer- merch for that? Like, there's some, like, like <laughs> actually, I was really sick, right? Yeah. And so I f- fell into the YouTube black hole, right, just like watching. And I started watching some video, and there's Siberian Husky came up, right? And he has all these followers on YouTube, and I'm, like, watching. And it's like the, the owner just does retarded stuff with the dog or whatever. But then I'm, like, looking, and he has merch. The dog yeah. has merch.
2: And they probably does well, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Does a killing. Yeah. The Internet's crazy, which that always gives me hope because there's a lot of dumb stuff out there. And so I'm like, damn, we could do this for a long time. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> if people are interested in that, yeah, if we keep it fun, Yeah. we could keep this thing going.
1: So where do you place your uh, – priority is it like youtube vlogs instagram
2: uh at first it was instagram and it probably always will be the Mm -hmm. way the algorithm is now like numbers seem more down you never know you can't beat it Mm -hmm. i don't stress about it anymore there's way more feedback on the vlogs people love the vlogs they're more Mm -hmm. engaged if you can hold someone's attention for 30 minutes suppose even 30 seconds on instagram Mm -hmm. but the vlogs take so much more time and effort but i'd I'd really like to focus more on the YouTube stuff. It just, I don't want to push out too much. I kind of want to make it more organic. So we just film as we go. And mm-hmm. if we get an episode, awesome. If we don't end up getting footage that day, there's always another day to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the YouTube world's it's pretty big. Most people aren't tapped into it too. I'm not mm-hmm. even fully tapped into it. Cause it's not like you're on your phone, like yeah. Instagram, but yeah, yeah, YouTube's the way to, it's the move. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, the uh, the whole vlog thing is kind of a crack up. Um, you know, I hang out with A Ray quite a bit because he yeah, yeah. lives across the street from he's me. He's a guys. big vlogger, <clears throat> but he's all into it. and I was always teasing, like, "Dude, are you vlogging? You know, you homo." Yeah. But then, like, kind of as a joke, I start. I did a vlog, you know, and then like it got a bunch of views. Like compared, you know, comparatively to what
2: we get. Yeah, your vlogs are then, sweet.
1: And then Bell calls me and wants to sponsor it, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Perfect. But like now, there's like pressure for me to do shit every week. You know, it's like oh, I have to do something. You have right. to but, create the content. But it's kind of funny. I just carry my GoPro or use my phone and just, just document what I'm doing. And it's like sometimes I'm like, damn, I did a lot last week. You know, right? Or when I, you look back on it, you're like, yeah. wow. Where but then fit all that in? it's getting tougher in the in the coronavirus. Scene. In the coronavirus. Yeah, the COVID. Content. Yeah.
3: Hey, do you when you vlog it, like so the the summer before my senior year in high school, my friends and I like vlogged. We thought it'd be funny to be vlogging or whatever, and like we till this day, like we look back at that summer as like the best summer ever. Cause because we were trying to push these vlogs and stuff, we were doing shit every day. Mm-hmm. Do you like look at your vlogs the same way, like? for sure cool to like look back and be like oh i actually did all this stuff because that's the I almost had
2: to. yeah you look back and are like damn we really were doing like that much stuff all the time mm-hmm. and it's always cool because youtube doesn't go away so you can always like what well, we're doing that this time this day mm-hmm. and some stuff i forget because i like try to mash a bunch of stuff in i'm like damn we were really doing that huh yeah it's pretty wild to see it all so yeah that's cool it's like you're documenting it all and Because if you just get on like a, you know, camcorder at home, you might lose those tapes one day. But Mm -hmm. when you piece it together, like you're saying, you look back, it's pretty cool to see all that. Yeah. It's wild. The (laughs) journey. I'm vlog 50. In vlog 50, like everyone wants something big. So I have something in mind. I haven't finished filming it fully. Uh But once that thing drops, yeah, that'll be a big one. (laughs) Okay, so
1: give me some advice there. Like you're calling it vlog 50, right? Yeah. You have them numbered.
2: I have them numbered, yeah.
1: Yeah, so like I kind of started numbering at first, but then I was like, I'm gonna do better if I like say something about it, right? Mm -hmm. But then yours is called Buttery Vlogs 49. I just do that. I don't even
2: know. Like people will be like, Oh, remember in 45? I'm like, No, I don't not remember (laughs) 45 (laughs) at all. But they can remember the numbers and like relate back to that. But for the most part, no. you just put a, a legitimate title on it, and that's gonna be better. All the bigger vloggers, they don't ever put you know what episode it is so i just did that more for like like bookkeeping so we could track on it or something yeah Mm -hmm. i don't think you need to i might clip that one day maybe Mm -hmm. after 50 that'll be my last but
1: but i mean then do you think you need to keep the buttery vlogs in the beginning of it so people know it's a vlog that too
2: i mean my channel's known as a vlog channel but then like in the somewhere in the midst like i did an edit like a pretty legit edit with one of my Homie Scrainy, Scott Craniac, and we did this urban edit on Altas and went and mm-hmm. poached all this illegal stuff, like, pretty sick street edit. And I put it out, like, randomly in between one of the vlogs. I just put it on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and all the moto dudes were like, oh, so sick, but all the diehard come for the vlog. Like, this isn't a vlog. <laughs> like, pissed. Like, getting thumbs down because it wasn't a vlog, but it was, like, a legit moto edit. Yeah. So I kind of just put that in the title so when people watch it, they know what to expect. They're mm-hmm. expecting a vlog. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't save vlog, maybe it's more of a moto-based video. Yeah. Whatever the case.
1: You know, it's the funniest thing you ever told me was
2: trampoline. Trampoline? You're like, I don't know oh, why, yeah, yeah. but when
1: you put trampoline in the hashtags, it gets better trampoline.
2: I saw some YouTuber doing that because like, he was putting on his Instagram and he put like trampoline in the hashtags. I'm like, why is he doing that? I'm going to do that if he's doing it. <laughs> because like some of those top youtube kids like they definitely know some secrets that yeah. we don't know because yeah. they can go even talk to those people at youtube which we don't have access to doing stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. so like you kind of just see what some of those dudes are doing and kind of base it around there and hopefully <laughs> you can slide in the mix and get some videos with a million yeah, yeah. i got a couple over a million so i was hyped yeah. for that damn yeah.
1: yeah so how about how you uh crashed our website after the shootout when you did a swipe up
2: Dude, I don't know if that was me or that your files you. were too big or what the case <laughs> was. It, it was a
1: combination of both. Those, <laughs> those Escondido Cycle Center ads were oh, pretty yeah, big. Oh, yeah, those are huge. Yeah, they're huge. But it crashed when you did the swipe up. And it was
2: funny because I kept putting it back, putting it back because you were having a little bit of problems. And then Anton's like, no, dude, everything's firing right now. Post now. I'm like, ah, I'm going now. And then you hit me. Oh, yeah, no, it's not working right now. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I just told everyone on my Instagram and social platforms to go watch the shootout video, yeah. and now they can't see it. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty funny.
1: Oh, uh, You know, it's funny. We we got crashed again uh, three weeks ago, because we kind of had the first inside line on when they decided Indy Supercross was going to run with no fans. Anton posted that. We did some things. Boom. Traffic was massive. It crashed Huge, our website. Huh? So like the only two things that have crashed Swap Moto Live is buttery and coronavirus. And corona? Yeah. yeah the that's two. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> that's so cool. I think I'm like second on the uh Swap Moto live show behind Villa Poto too on views. You are.
1: And the you know the funny thing is the Villa Poto one wasn't a real Swap yeah, Moto live. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. It like it's the one point. we did for April Fools. When and I don't I
2: I don't want to claim that. I'm gonna claim it as a real one. So hopefully go click on that Swap Moto Live, watch my full interview if you haven't, because yeah. I want to get that <laughs> top spot.
1: <laughs> right on. Well, hey, man! Thanks for stopping by the office today. Um,
2: Killer! Thank you for having me. We got to we got to take the the
1: famous chalkboard corner photo with you.
2: Oh, that thing's all the time.
1: But uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Awesome! Yeah, thanks for hopefully, having me. It's uh, cool to see where this all goes down.
1: Hopefully, this horrible. Uh, pandemic clears up soon so we can get back to the track and do some motoing and uh Let's get it's got to clear up before uh 2021 shootout because you're, you're joining us
2: again right? i'm ready yeah, yeah i'm fired up if that honda has a single pipe too yeah oh yeah what happens though
3: what happens when you you finish I, your new bike and then yeah then that thing comes out yeah. it'll be <laughs>
2: nice though because anytime you barely tip over on this honda then the can starts rubbing on the pipes yeah because mm. it's like such a little tight yeah tight space yeah and i'm sure fms stoked too because they're saving some money on that yeah making two cans <laughs> yeah. so but yeah i'm curious to try these bikes and i'll be there for sure
1: right on well hey, thanks for coming by bud and uh thank you guys for listening
2: yeah thank you
0: we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the fly racing formula helmet designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real world impact scenarios Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.